welcome back to the Club Candid Podcast. It has been a minute. If you're new here for any reason, my name is Reggie. I am a lover of documenting life. I love to travel. I am a wedding videographer and photographer. And as of a month ago, I am now a mother. (laughs) Um, And this podcast episode is going to be about all the things, all the things from the last several weeks, um, because I took a leave of absence, which was honestly for the best. Um, I'll get into the details of that in a second. Um, And yeah, I'm just going to be talking about the last couple weeks of pregnancy, uh, the birth story of my beautiful daughter, which is still so weird to say, like, I have a daughter. It's just so bizarre. Um, And then just like with the first month of parenthood has been like. But before we begin, I just want to say hi and that I missed you guys so much. These last several weeks have been some of the best weeks of my entire life. Um, They've been really crazy, some of the craziest weeks of my life. Um, But during all that, I just, I really did miss you guys and just being here and all things podcast related. I'm super excited for the future of the podcast. Um, I have like everything planned out for the rest of the year and I'm just so excited about all of it. I'm so excited for you guys to, I'm just excited. How many times can I say excited? Um, but I just had a lot of time to ponder on the podcast. Um, got more of like a clear idea of what I really want this podcast to be. And I don't know, I'm just really looking forward to moving forward with things and I just hope you guys are as excited as I am and I hope that you miss me as much as I missed you. So anyways, let's get into Lennon's birth story and now that I'm saying her name, I don't think I mentioned yet her name. Her name is Lennon, middle name Joy. She is literally the best thing in the entire world. Um, I'm really excited to share her birth story with you. Um, before I begin, I want to just share that my birth story did not go according to plan or my birth story, my birth plan did not go according to plan. Um, and I know that that happens like almost probably 99% of the time. Um, mine went the complete opposite of what I was hoping for, but it ended up being for the best and ended up being still so beautiful and amazing and awesome. Uh, if you've been following along the podcast for a while and following along my pregnancy, you probably know that my biggest goal was I wanted to obviously have a healthy baby, but I really wanted to have an unmedicated birth, um, for a lot of different reasons. Um, and I was just really looking forward to that. I was like preparing my whole pregnancy for it. And I was like, so excited about it. Um, birth is just something that has always fascinated me. And I was like, so excited to give birth. I was one of those crazy people. Um, and I think everyone should be excited for birth. I think it's like so cool. Um, I ended up having a C-section and that is like the very last thing that I thought would happen. Um, I was doing a lot of, you know, in my pregnancy listening to lots of different podcasts, watching lots of different YouTube videos, um, reading different blog posts of birth stories. And every once in a while, I'd stumble upon a C-section story, but it would be more like, the story would go something like this. I had a C-section, the end. Like, that's literally like how it would go. And I never really listened to those kind of podcast episodes or uh, watched those kind of YouTube videos because I was just like, I'm not going to have a C-section, so I don't really need to watch this which was like super naive and silly of me because a lot of, well, not a lot, but I mean, it can, it's definitely something that can happen is, you know, needing a C-section. So here I am preparing for this birth, (laughs) this unmedicated birth, and I'm so stoked out of my mind for it. And then at my 36-week appointment, uh, we learned that Lennon was breech. And if you're not familiar with what that means, it basically means that um, instead of her head being down in my pelvis, like to come through the birth canal, like she should for a vaginal delivery, she was head up. So her head was like in my ribs. And 
I had speculated for a few weeks that that was the case, um, but I didn't know for sure. There's all these different things you can do online to like find out the position of your baby. And I could never figure it out. I don't know if I was just like dumb or what, but it was like so hard to figure out. Um, but once they confirmed it was breach, it was like very obvious that her head was like up in my ribs. So um, I f- remember feeling pretty discouraged when we found that out. Um, and my doctor told me, you know, there's still a possibility she could flip and she told me all these different things I could do. So, um, one of those was like going to a chiropractor, which I did. Um, and this thing called spinning babies, it's like these different exercises you can do to get your baby to flip. Um, but she wasn't feeling super hopeful about it because there were a few things that were keeping her from flipping, we believed. And that was one, she was measuring pretty darn big. Uh, and so she's like, Hey, you got a pretty big baby in there. Big babies have a harder time flipping because there's not as much fluid in there. Yada, yada, yada. Um, and then the biggest thing was that she had a cord around her neck and that's some, that's super normal. A lot of babies have cords around their neck. Um, but when they're breech, it kind of can be the reason that they are breech and they can't like flip down into that head down position because the cord is keeping them from doing that. So, oh, bless you. She just sneezed. I don't know if you heard that. Um, anyways, so yeah, it was really discouraging. And I, my doctor said, okay, I know you still got a couple weeks. There's still time that she could move. Um, but just know that it seems pretty likely that you're going to have to have a C-section. And so she was talking to me about that and she knew that that was like the last thing I wanted to do. Um, but she was just kind of preparing me. And I remember leaving that appointment and I was just like bawling. I was like so sad. Um, and you know, I feel like I could talk about this for a long time, but I, I feel like it was totally fine for me and totally okay for me to mourn the birth and like, like labor and birth that I wanted for myself. Um, I, I wish like in that moment, I was just like wishing with all my heart and praying like, oh, I hope she flips so I can have this experience for myself. And I wanted it so bad. I, part of me thought it was going to be really healing after all that I had been through this last like almost two years. And I don't know, I, I really, I wanted it so bad and I just felt so ready and prepared for it. And it was just like a punch to the gut to know that I wasn't going to get that. And so I was super sad and I let myself be sad about it. Um, And then I just had to get over it because at the end of the day, I was like, you know what? All that matters is that I have a healthy baby. And if this is the way that she wants to come into the world, then that's the way she's going to come. And it's probably for the best. There's probably a reason for it. So those last, that like last month of pregnancy, I was pretty much just doing everything in my power to get this baby to move. And obviously she didn't flip. Um, but that took up a lot of my time, like doing those spinning babies exercises that I was mentioning. Um, it's like laying upside down on an ironing board. Um, I don't know, like just so many weird things, but it takes up a lot of your time to do that. Um, and so I was spending most of my days doing that. And then at 36 weeks, uh, well, a little bit before then I, developed a pregnancy rash. So that was really fun. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. Uh, I basically just woke up one morning and my belly was feeling super itchy. And I was like, this is so, this is so weird. Why does my belly itch so bad? Um, cause like an itchy belly is pretty normal in pregnancy because your skin is stretching and it will itch. Um, but I had like a rash on my belly. It literally looked like razor burn. I was like, what the freak is going on? Um, and it was super itchy. I like, it was uncontrollable. I hated it. Um, but it was just on my belly. And so I go into my weekly appointment and my doctor's like, oh, you have pups. And I'm like, pups? Um, basically it is a rash that can develop during pregnancy, usually in the third trimester. I'm really lucky I got it when I did because some women, this doesn't happen in everyone's pregnancy, by the way, it's not super, super common. Um, but 
some women get it like even during their second trimester. And the only cure, like the only way to get rid of this rash is to give birth. So I'm really glad I got it like two weeks before I gave birth um, rather than like, you know, 10 weeks um, because it was so miserable, like constantly itchy. It started spreading all over my body, literally all over. The only place I didn't have it was on my back and my face. So it was pretty horrible. Uh, Would not recommend getting that. Not that you can avoid it, but oh, it was the worst. So I had that for about two weeks before she was born and literally did not sleep for two weeks. (laughs) It was so miserable. I, I, I don't know if you guys remember like several months back when I broke out into hives really bad and I was like complaining about that. This was like 10 times worse. And it was just because there was nothing I could do to make it feel better. Um, I took like Benadryl at night and put on like cortisone cream and that was all I could really do for it and didn't even help. Um, and it's really hard when you are nine months pregnant and you're trying to sleep because, you know, you want to sleep as much as you can before your baby's here. Um, and then you can't sleep because your body is just so itchy and it's burning. Ugh. That was definitely my worst pregnancy symptom of my whole pregnancy. Uh, and yeah, it was, it was so miserable, but, um, luckily, um, after I gave birth, uh, it pretty much went away for the most part. And that was great. So yeah, that was like my last couple weeks of pregnancy. Uh, so I started preparing for a C-section and I really, I had seen C-sections before. Um, I shoot a lot of births and if like two or three births that I have shot ended up needing a C-section and I've never been able to go back and capture the footage for that or anything. Um, but usually the dad will go back and capture it. And so like, that's all I had really seen of C-sections. And then one that I had seen in like health class, I'm pretty sure. Um, but I didn't really know what to expect from it. Um, especially the postpartum part, which is something that we will be talking about as well. So to just kind of give you the, uh, the full story of Lennon's birth. So we, scheduled the c-section for 7 30 a.m on august 3rd and they wanted to start at 6 a.m and so of course i didn't sleep the night before because i was covered in a rash and (laughs) i was itchy couldn't even lay down um so like all night i was just kind of like going through my head of like okay do i have everything packed in my bag um i was really just like i don't know I was just getting so excited. I honestly wasn't nervous. Um, I really wasn't nervous at all. I think I was just so ready to get this baby out of me because the rash and just being extremely uncomfortable and in so much pain. So I was really excited. I woke up like three hours before my alarm even went off and I was just like, I took a shower. Um, I, the thing that was so hard for me though, was before you have a C-section, um, you have to fast for like six to 12 hours or something like that before. And I was so thirsty. Um, I'm pretty sure during my third trimester, especially I drank, I, I drank so much water. Um, you know, those like Stanley mugs, the best things ever. Um, I literally would drink like four or five of those a day and that's like 40 ounces. So that's a lot of water. Um, and I was dying that I like couldn't drink anything. Uh, so it was just like the longest night ever. I finally wake up, I get in the shower, um, pack all our stuff up, which we had obviously packed like three days before because we just like knew the day she was coming. Um, so we were prepared, uh, but it was just like the most nerve wracking thing. We get ready. Um, we took one last little like selfie with the belly. Um, and then we loaded everything up in the car and we left to the hospital and it is just such a weird feeling. Um, I mean, I can't imagine, I didn't go into labor on my own, so I don't know what that's like, but just the feeling of like, okay, when we leave this house, when, when we come back to the house, we're going to have our baby with us. Like it was just so weird and like so exciting. So we get to the hospital at 6am and 
we I felt like we had so much stuff. We take all our lug all our stuff up to the top. We were the very first appointment. I don't know what you want to call it, birth of the day. Um, and so when we got there, it was like nobody was there. Uh, and the nurse greets us. They check us into our room. It was just like so quiet and peaceful. Um, they hook me up to some monitors so they can monitor her heart rate and my heart rate and contractions if I'm having any. And they also confirmed for an ultrasound that she was breech um, because, you know, they don't want to get in there into a C-section and be like, oh, she actually flipped. And because you could still do a vaginal delivery. So they did the ultrasound. She was breech. I obviously knew that because her head was just like rolling around like crazy in my ribs. Um, and yeah, they hooked me up to the monitors and it was so funny because I had been in a lot of pain for like the last like week or so. Um, I didn't really feel like I had consistent contractions. I just felt like I was constantly contracting, if that makes sense. My belly just was always hurting. Um, I felt like I was just having period cramps like constantly. Um, and so the nurse asked me, she's like, have you been having pretty consistent contractions? And I was like, no, I don't think so. And she's like, oh, well you're having pretty consistent contractions right now, which was like so wild to me because I couldn't even tell that I was having them. Um, and so that was kind of cool. Uh, and I could like see them on the little, um, chart as I was waiting to go back to the OR. So you do, you sign a lot of paperwork. Kendall got put into some scrubs. Uh, and then my friend Brittany came to do photo and video. And something that was really exciting was originally, I didn't think that she'd be able to come back into the OR with us because normally they don't allow you to do that. And especially with COVID, I was like, oh, they'll probably not like allow her back. But because C-sections are so quick, she came right before we went back into the OR and I was planning on her getting footage and stuff when we came back to the room. And the anesthesiologist was just the coolest guy and he just like handed her some scrubs and was like, yeah, you can come on back with us. And I was so happy and so excited about that because you guys know me, I have to document all the things. And so it was like a dream come true that I could have my birth documented. I was planning on Kendall videoing it anyways. Um, but I was really glad she was there to do that because Kendall was so overwhelmed about it. Um, like get making sure he captured everything and whatever. So she came back with us and I had to, we couldn't go back to the OR until I went through like two bags of fluids through my IV. Um, and then we literally just walked across the hallway and into the OR. And it was super weird because I was, like I said, I wasn't nervous at all until I got back to the OR and I sat on the table for them to give me my spinal. And I wasn't like nervous for the spinal. I'm not really scared of needles. I know that's like a weird thing, but I'm, I'm just really not scared of needles. I've been poked so many times in my life. I'm just like, bring it on. So I'm sitting on the table and he gives me my spinal. It really didn't hurt that bad. They give you like some numbing shots before, like some lidocaine shots. Is that what they're called? Um, those hurt pretty bad, but it wasn't like, I didn't think it was a big deal at all. Um, and I was like holding Kendall's hand and then I started getting nervous the second my body was going numb. So once they put the spinal in, you just immediately, everything from like your rib cage down just like goes numb so fast. And so the anesthesiologist and the nurse and Kendall helped me like lay back on the table. And then from there, it was like a swarm of doctors and nurses just surrounded me and were like prepping me for surgery. It was so weird. And I was just like laying there and I'm staring up and lights are bright and I couldn't like feel anything down there. It was so, it was like tingly and warm and like, I don't know, I could feel things going on. Like I could feel them like they were scrubbing my belly to like clean it down. Um, I could feel them like put the catheter inside of me, but I, I mean, I, there was no pain. It was more just like, I felt like the pressure of everything. Um, and so that was weird. And the thing that really sucked is I had to keep a mask on the whole time, which I hated that. I felt like super claustrophobic because I have the mask on and then they put one of those like curtains up, um, in front of you. So you can 
like you don't have to see them cut you open, which I was really grateful for. Um, and so I'm laying there, it was just like a lot at once and I start getting really nauseous. My biggest fear with the C-section, I don't do very well with pain medication. And I also don't do very well with like being in tight quarters and stuff. So I felt like I was surrounded by all these people. I had this mask on and I had all these meds pumping through me. Like I just felt like not great. Um, and I felt nauseous, like really, really nauseous really quickly. Um, but it went away pretty quick because my anesthesiologist was awesome. He's like, are you starting to feel nauseous? I think he could just tell I felt really like flushed. Um, and I was like, yeah. And then he just quickly put something in my IV. I don't know what it was, but it did the trick and I didn't feel nauseous anymore. Um, and so, yeah, then I was just laying there waiting for my baby to be born. So when we got back to the OR, um, it was about seven, I think it was like seven forty ish. Um, and by the time it takes them a while to prep everything, like get your belly all cleaned up, um, put all the tape and I don't know, they, I don't know what they do. They put lots of different things on you to make everything sterile and stuff. Um, but by the time they like make the incision to cut you open, your baby's born within like five minutes. It's like so quick. Um, so we, yeah, we got back to the OR around 740 and then, um, they, they asked us, they were like, so what do you want to like listen to some music? You can like pick what music you want to listen to. And we were like trying to decide. We were like, oh, um, Eric Hutchinson. And if you don't know who he is, you should look him up. He's like the best Kendall and I love him. He just has a lot of like good chill, fun tunes. And so we picked him and they turned on his Pandora station. So we were listening to him. Um, and like some John Mayer came on. It was just really good vibes we it was really nice um and then there the song that came on for when she was born is a song from eric hutchinson i just think this is a funny thing too that i remember um it's called it's all over now and it was just really funny that that song was playing while she was born because it was like okay it's all over you're done she's here um and as i'm laying there i got i guess i should first explain what it's like when you're being cut open and a baby's coming out of me like I couldn't feel anything I couldn't feel any pain um but you feel like all this tugging and pulling it's it's a weird it's a really weird feeling um because like you're completely numb but you're feeling the pressure of things so as they're like after they cut me open I could feel them like pulling her out and they're honestly not that gentle like my shoulders were kind of like shaking um shaking from my whole body is actually shaking from the medication they give you. Um, and then also shaking because the doctors and nurses are just like really pulling on that baby. And so my whole body was like shaking on the table. It was so weird. Um, but as they start to like pull her out, um, the first thing I hear the doctor say is I see toes or I see feet. And Kendall was like a little nervous to like look over the drapes or curtain and watch them cut me open. I don't blame him. Um, but once I said that, he like just jumped up and he like looked over and I couldn't see anything. So I was just like looking at his face and trying to like gauge his reaction to things. And, um, they, he just like looked so excited and I, it was just like the best moment. I was, it felt, it all happened so quickly, but it felt like it was lasting forever. Cause I was just like, oh my gosh, I just need her to be out. I need her to cry. I need to see her. Um, and he just kind of like looked over and he just like kept squeezing my hand like so tight and was like getting so excited. And so, yeah, she said, we, I see toes. And because, of course, feet first. So they start pulling her out and my body's, you know, shaking as they're like tugging. And she was so big that they had a hard time pulling her out because her cheeks were so big. So within the incision that they made, her cheeks were just so round that like, and I have video of this, they're like trying to pull her out um, and her cheeks just got stuck. And so her neck's like stretched out way long. And then once they pull her out, her head kind of like slingshots a little bit and looks like a bobblehead. <laughs> and they like pull her out and uh, the first thing the doctor said is she was like, oh, that's a big baby. 
And I'm like, well, I knew she was going to be big, but I was like so excited to just like see her chunkiness. I just knew she was going to be so chunky. Um, and Kendall like just gets these big eyes and he squeezes my hands real tight and he looks over at me and he's like, she is so cute. And I don't know why that was like the best thing ever to hear. Like, obviously you hope that you have a cute baby, but Kendall has always been so funny about newborns because he's always like, oh, they look like aliens. They don't, they're never like that cute, blah, 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 blah. And so it was just like fun to hear him say like, oh my gosh, she is so cute. And like, obviously we're biased. We think she's the cutest baby in the world, but it was just really like so comforting to hear that. And then right after he said that I heard her cry and we both were just like bawling and it was just like the best, the best moment ever. So, um, they were able to, they wiped her down really quickly as they, right after they pulled her out and then they walked over and showed her to me from the side of the table. And the way that the doctor was holding her, it was like, you, all I could really see were like just cheeks and chunky thighs. I was, it was the best. Um, and she had like this fuzzy blondish brown hair and yeah, she was just like crying and it was like, it's just the best to hear. That's like the one time you're like, oh my gosh, I love hearing my baby cry. Um, and so they took her over to the little like warming bed so they could warm her up and get her all cleaned up and cut the cord and all of that stuff. And Kendall was so funny because he was just like squeezing my hand and he was just like looking over there and I kept being like dude like you can go over there and see her and he just was like almost like I think he was kind of in shock he was just kind of standing there holding my hand like oh my gosh like that's my baby and I had to like push I literally had to push him I was like go over and go see her and he's like is that okay I'm like yeah go (laughs) so he went over um and got to like see her and stuff and I could see from the table uh but Kendall literally was standing in front of her the whole time I kept like trying to yell at him to get him to move and he just wouldn't but I don't blame him he was just like honestly in shock and just in awe of her so um while they were doing that they were like starting to sew me up and clean everything up I don't know what that looked like I didn't want to look um I just like laid there and watched him watch her and it was just it was just the best. I was so happy. And, um, the funniest thing was they, one of the nurses picked her up after they wiped her down and everything. And they were like, okay, I think this is a nine pound baby. And Kendall and I look at each other and we're like, no way, no way. And they lay her down and they're like, oh, nine, four. And I just felt like I was seriously so shocked by that. Um, I knew she was going to be big, but I wasn't thinking she was going to be nine pounds. (laughs) So that explains a lot of why I was so uncomfortable and in so much pain. But um, yeah, so nine pounds, four ounces. Oh, also she was born at 8.03 on 8.03, which was really cool. Um, We were hoping she'd be like eight pounds, three ounces, but we are just obsessed with all nine pounds and four ounces of her. So that was really fun. And then, yeah, they, Kendall got to hold her for a second. Um, and then they brought her over to me and I got to hold her and she just was the cutest thing. It was like the best moment ever. She was like trying so hard to open her eyes, but the lights were so bright. And so I was surprised by that. And it was like the best moment when she opened her eyes and she looked like right at me. And I was just like, this nothing can get better than this so um yeah we laid there for a little bit and just got to be the three of us and snuggled up with her while they closed me up cleaned me up and then the next thing I know they're wheeling me into our room across the hall and they took her blanket off and they took my gown down and they were like, all right, let's do skin to skin. Let's see if you can feed it. Like, let's feed this baby. And she just instantly like latched on and was like breastfeeding. And it was just like the craziest, craziest thing. Um, so yeah. And then we stayed in that room for like two hours before, um, they took us up to the mother and baby unit and it was just the most magical 
like two hours <laughs> ever. Um, I felt like my body felt really tired from everything. I mean, a C-section is no joke. Uh, <laughs> more on that in a moment. But uh, yeah, it was just so nice. Like the nurses just kind of came in when they needed to and we kind of just got to have just the three of us be there and snuggle her and love her and it was just the greatest moment ever. So all of that has been captured. You can see it. It will be posted sometime today if you're listening to this on Wednesday when this goes up. Um, I'm posting her birth video so you can go and watch that. Um, yeah, it was, it was just like the best ever and I know that it wasn't originally what I thought would be my birth experience. Um, you know, I imagined like, oh, I'm just going to push my baby out and it was going to be this big, you know, long, crazy adventure. <laughs> um, but you want to know, like, even though it was different from what I originally was wanting, it ended up still being a long, crazy adventure just in itself. Um, and it was still just as beautiful and as wonderful as any other birth would be. And I'm just really grateful that she was here, got here safely and that she's healthy and that we're both doing well, um, because that's all that matters. And I just, yeah, I'm so, I'm so, so grateful for how it all went down. So after those two hours were up, they took us up to the mother and baby unit. And I want to say within like, maybe 10 or 15 minutes of us getting up there. My parents were in our room seeing the baby. Uh, because of COVID and, you know, hospital policies, um, only two visitors were allowed at a time and Kendall was considered a visitor, which is honestly the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard because he's literally the father of my child. Um, but to the hospital, he was considered a visitor. So um, my mom came in so Kendall could like see my mom meet her. Um, and then my mom met her and then Kendall left the room so that my dad could come in and my mom could see my dad meet her. Um, and if you haven't already, you've got to go watch the video of my parents. It's a reel I posted. It's on my Instagram. It's also on TikTok of my parents meeting Lennon for the first time because there's nothing that warms my heart more than that. It is the best video in the entire world. Oh, my baby's crying. One moment. Man, recording a podcast is going to get some getting used to when I have a newborn. Um, anyways, best video ever. You've got to go. You've got to go watch it if you haven't already because every time I watch it, it makes me ball. Um, it was just so special to see all, all of our family members meet her. Um, Lennon is the very first grandbaby on both sides of our family. So Kendall and I are the oldest of all of our siblings. And so, yeah, it's everyone's first um, niece for our immediate families. And it's also the first great-grandbaby on my dad's side of the family. So she had a lot of visitors and a lot of love, and she just is the most loved baby ever. <laughs> and so it was really fun to see everyone meet her for the first time. It was just so special. Uh, our time in the hospital was a crazy one. I knew that a C-section recovery was going to be difficult. I didn't realize how difficult it was going to be, especially in the hospital. I was pretty tired that first day. Um, didn't have a ton of pain until like later that night because basically that spinal they put in you just, it lasts for several hours. And so I didn't feel a ton of pain until later that night and the next morning when they came in early and took out my catheter and made me get up to go to the restroom. And <laughs> I just have to say, so I, I do want to share the postpartum part of this whole story because uh, I feel like postpartum is something you don't, you don't hear a lot about. You don't hear the recovery part enough. Um, it's more like I had a baby. Here's how my baby was born. The end. Um, and I just kind of wanted to share more on like the postpartum stuff and recovery because like I said, it's not talked about a ton. And I just feel like when I listened to a lot of birth stories, there was just a lot I didn't know. And 
it was a little bit of a wake-up call for me, especially a C-section recovery. I kind of, I was super prepared for a vaginal delivery recovery, I feel like. And when I say prepared, I know you can never be completely prepared or know exactly what to expect. But I just researched it a lot. I knew a C-section recovery is just so different. Um, and so I just, I didn't really know a ton of what to expect. I had like reached out to some friends who had had C-sections and they were like super helpful and sharing like, here are some things that helped me. Um, but I really only had one friend really tell me like, okay, it's, it's going to be really hard and it's going to kind of suck. Um, and that was about like all she said, but you know, I couldn't really comprehend exactly what it was going to be like until I actually experienced it. So, um, just to briefly share what it was like, because I have had a few people who or women who are pregnant, who had reached out to me after I, um, shared that I had a C-section on Instagram and just, they were just asking like, okay, I'm, I'm worried I might have to have a C-section. What can I expect? And I like thought that was awesome because I <laughs> I wish I would have like asked more people those kind of questions that people asked me. Um because I was just kind of like, "Hey, like how did your C-sections go?" Um and I just like I don't want to sugarcoat things. Um it was really hard. Um obviously, every single part of this so worth it for Lennon because I would do it a million times over for her. Um but to share what the postpartum uh recovery has been like, basically in the hospital, um yeah, when I getting out of bed that first time was some of the worst pain I ever felt. Um and even before then, they after you have a baby, whether it be uh, via cesarean or uh, vaginal delivery, they need your doctor, nurses, whatever will need to massage your uterus. It's called like a fundal massage. And when you have a C-section, they, you know, to massage your uterus, they have to massage basically your incision where, you know, you were cut. And uh, that was probably some of the worst pain I've ever felt in my entire life. Um, because here you are, they just cut you open and when they cut you open, they go through like so many layers. Um, and it's just all sewn together and they just are massaging that uterus to make sure that it is contracting and shrinking and all of that stuff. And it was so painful. I can't tell you how many times I almost swore at the nurses or started to cry because <laughs> it just was pretty miserable. Um, and then they helped me out of bed and I didn't think that was going to be as hard as it was but it was pretty pretty darn difficult um I want to say from my bed to the toilet in my room was probably like six feet maybe a little bit more maybe like eight I don't know eight max uh took me a good 10 minutes probably to just get out of bed and then um every step I took to get to the bathroom was took so long and it was horrible I couldn't even stand up straight I was hunched over like an old lady and yeah it was it was rough and the nurses come in and I just have to give a shout out to postpartum nurses they are angels sent from heaven and I literally can't even explain how grateful I am for them they just are so sweet they helped me get on the toilet they literally did all the things. They sprayed me down. <laughs> they put my, they like changed my diapers. They like, they just were so awesome. And I like have so much love, um, for them. So that's kind of like what the hospital was like as far as recovery. It was just, you know, when I would need to get up and go to the restroom, I would like cry every single time. It was so hard there was like one night where the nurse was like, okay, we really encourage you to get up and like go on a walk down the hallway. And we put Lennon in her little like bassinet thing. And I got to like hold on to her and use it as like a, what do you call it? A crutch of sorts. I can't think of the word anyways. And I got to like lean against it and push her down the hallway and we made it 
not very far. And then I turned around and was like, okay, I'm done. It was just really hard. Um, I probably could have benefited from staying another day at the hospital. Um, when you have a C-section, they want you to stay for at least 48 hours. Um, but by Thursday, so she was born on a Tuesday by Thursday morning, I was like, okay, I've got to leave today. (laughs) I need to get to my house, um, be in my own bed and getting home was, so interesting like just even making my way out to the car I was in a wheelchair they wheelchaired me out and it was still so hard just like every little bump in the wheelchair I don't know it was just (laughs) it sounds all so dramatic but it really is quite the recovery because it's such a big surgery um and then yeah we got home and I originally wanted to just like when we got home from the hospital have it just be Kendall and I with Lennon and kind of have our own little family time (laughs) and I changed my mind about that very quickly I called my mom and my mother-in-law and I was like okay I need you to meet me back at our house at this time because I'm gonna need help getting up the stairs I'm gonna need someone to hold Lennon I'm gonna need someone to do this and this and this and so I don't know it was just I, I had a lot of help um those first well up we've I've had so much help this whole time but especially those like first um, like 10 days, I had so much help from our families and that was like so amazing and wonderful and shout out to them. They are amazing. We have really like the best family ever. Uh, and so they were super helpful in just helping us get all situated and help me recover. Um, not gonna lie. I didn't change a diaper. I don't think I changed a single one of Lennon's diapers for at least a week. Um, Kendall changed every diaper, um, he changed my diapers. <laughs> he had helped me shower. Kendall did literally everything. Um, I, I really can't even like he'd hand her to me when I needed to feed her to get her out of her crib. He just, he was an absolute angel. And I don't think I realized how much work he was going to need to do for me. I don't think he realized it either. Um, but he was like always so willing and helpful and just, he's just the best. So shout out to Kendall too. But, um, yeah, it's, it's rough. And a C-section, I mean, I, every vaginal delivery recovery I've heard has varied with people saying how long it took them to recover. Um, for a cesarean, for me, I mean, I'm on week four of recovery. I feel so much better than I did even just like a week ago. Um, so I'm surprised at how quickly I recovered, but I really thought like that first week I was like I cannot do this for six weeks straight but luckily it doesn't last that long so um I don't know what else to share about like postpartum recovery um and I don't know that's just basically how it's been and yeah it's been hard but it's been really good people love to ask how breastfeeding is going I don't I don't know why that's such a popular question but going well uh she is quite the she's a really good eater she's a really good sleeper um the only time she ever really cries is if you are changing her diaper or taking off her clothes (laughs) or putting her clothes on other than that she doesn't really cry she's had some little tummy problems I didn't realize that everything you eat can affect your breast milk I didn't really think about that Um, so there's a possibility she has like a protein or a milk protein allergy. So I've been like avoiding dairy and that's helped a little bit. There's just so many things that I didn't think I'd need to think about until I had a baby. So super, super crazy stuff. Um, another popular question I've had is, you know, how are you doing mentally? People, uh, just like friends and family checking in to make sure, you know, if I'm struggling with any sort of postpartum depression or postpartum anxiety. Um, I really do think that those first two weeks, I was pretty nervous. I was going down the road to that because it was just so hard so much at once. Um, but you know, I, I, I do feel like I had a lot of anxiety in the beginning. Um, but really I'm, I'm doing pretty good and I'm, I'm, you know, one thing about postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety that I've learned about, uh, is that it can, it doesn't, it's not something that can start instantly for everyone. Some people don't get it until they're like six months postpartum. 
um, or even like a year postpartum. I didn't know that, but that's something my doctor was telling me about and I found interesting. So that's always a possibility, but right now we're doing good. We're hanging in there. Uh, Lennon's an angel. We love her so much. And it's just still so crazy to me that like, I'm just looking at her right now. Oh, she just smiled. Hi. Um, it's just so crazy to me that she's here after all this time that I feel like I've waited for her to get here. Um, it's crazy that she's here and like, she's my baby and like, I, I made her and I birthed her and (laughs) she is here. It's honestly so bizarre. Um, people love to ask, does she look more like you or does she look more like Kendall? Um, I should probably post, I'll post today. Oh, (laughs) she's like farting up a storm right now. I don't know if you can hear it. (laughs) Um, anyways, uh, she looked literally like Kendall's twin when she was born. Um, I'll, I'll post some pictures, uh, today, like side by side so you can see. Um, she looks exactly like him. Um, but then it's weird because there's parts of her that we would be like, oh, she looks like she looks like me this in this way. But now as the weeks have gone on, she's starting to look more and more like me. And it's just so weird. The other day I, um, went to change her diaper and I like laid her down and she like pulled this face and she was just like staring at me. And I was like, I feel like I am looking at myself. Um, just like from looking at baby pictures of myself and then looking at her, I was like, well, this is kind of crazy to me. So it's just so weird how I have, this baby who is literally half me and half Kendall. It's, I still can't wrap my mind around it. It's so crazy. Um, but yeah, she's starting to look more and more like me. Um, but she still looks so much like Kendall. It's also so crazy to see how much she's changed within just like a few days and weeks and (laughs) a month. Oh my gosh, the farts. I'm dying. But yeah, she's the best. Um, I guess the next popular question I've had people ask me about is her name. So her name is Lennon, middle name, Joy. Uh, The name Lennon, I really don't know how we came up with it. Um, Not that we like came up with the name ourselves, like there's people out there named Lennon. But uh, I guess, because people always ask, oh, did you name her after, like, the Beatles, like, John Lennon? Hi, good morning. She's waking up. I'm sorry. She's making lots of noise. Um, But, yeah, we we do like the Beatles, but she's not named after John Lennon. Uh, It's just John Lennon's last name, and we like the Beatles, but that wasn't where we got our inspiration, I guess. I have always loved Lennon Stella, if you know her. She... Uh, she's, she's a singer and she's my all-time fave. She also, um, was on like a TV show. If you've ever seen a TV show in Nashville, um, and most people know her for the videos she put on YouTube when she was a lot younger with her little sister, um, Lennon and Maisie, if you remember them. Anyways, so I always liked her name and I don't know, it just like kind of came up in discussion one day and we were like, oh yeah, we like the name. And I didn't actually think that's what we would name her. Uh, but it's just funny how it just seemed to fit. And it's funny the night before we hadn't had her name picked out really in officially until like the night before she was born. Um, I mean, maybe not even officially the night before, but Kendall was like, I think that's her name. And I was like, yeah, like I, that's what I'm kind of feeling out of the choices we had. Um, and then it was so funny because the rest of the night as we're like getting ready to go to bed and, you know, prep everything for the next day, Kendall would like, you know, like talk to my belly or kiss my belly and he'd call her Lennon. And I was like, okay, he's like already calling her that. And, um, I was like, well, I don't, I don't know. Like it, it felt right, but it was just like, I didn't want to like commit to it because I wanted to see her first. And then when we, we, so we decided that when she was born, we would like see her first and then decide. And it was just like super funny because she was born. Um, we didn't have any discussion about it. They just took her over to like warm her up and everything before I got to hold her. And the nurse asked Kendall, she said, does this baby have the name? And he's like, yes, it's Lennon, Lennon Joy. And so I was like, okay. And like, I was totally feeling like that was her name too, but I just love that we didn't even have to talk about it. We both just, just knew. So that's her name. Um, 
oh, and her middle name, Joy, I guess I should mention that too, because that's my favorite part of her name. Um, my grandmother passed away in November of last year, um, just days after I found out I was pregnant with Lennon. Um, and her name was Joy and she was the greatest lady ever. And so I like that we were able to name Lennon after her. And that was like the, my very first thought. Uh, one of my first thoughts after I was pregnant was if it's a girl, I have to name her after my grandma. So, uh, yeah, that's her name. Lennon Joy. We love her lots. And that's pretty much, that's the story of her and how she got here <laughs> and how things have like been the last couple weeks. It's, it's been hard, but it's been like the best thing ever. In a way, it's, it's been a lot harder than I thought, but also a lot easier than I thought. Um, and it's just been so much more amazing than I could have ever dreamed it would be. Uh, it's just, it's so crazy though, how much your life changes after you have a baby. Um, people tell you that and you're like, you go, yeah, like you can imagine that it's got to be so much more different and so crazy. Uh, but it, I, it's, it's just a whole, it's so much more than you think it will be. Like the change is just, there's just like no turning back now. Um, not that we would want to, uh, we are so, so happy with where we are and with her and it's just, it's the best thing ever. And so I just want to, I do want to thank you guys for just your support throughout these last several months as I've been pregnant and as I've even before then, as I've like grieved my previous losses and just, you guys have been awesome. And I'm glad that you have just been so excited and supportive and it's been so great. And I just love you guys a lot. And I'm so happy that I'm back. Uh, the next several weeks are going to be so fun. I'm really excited about, um, upcoming episodes. I have some really fun guests coming on and some really cool topics that we'll be talking about. Um, and I'm going to also need a lot of participation from you guys. So make sure you are following. I'm probably going to be asking most of the questions for the podcast that I want, um, your participation for on my personal Instagram, just cause I have more people over there. Um, so that is at Reggie Ann underscore R E G G I E A N N underscore. And you can also follow the club candid podcast Instagram account, which is just at club candid podcast. So really looking forward to these next couple of months. We also will be introducing season two of the podcast in October, which is so crazy. I'm just, I, I just can't believe it's already like almost been a year of this. So lots of fun things, lots of fun things coming. Stay tuned. And like always, I always appreciate your ratings and reviews. So if you haven't done that already, I hope you will do that for me um, on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. You guys are the best. Feel free to check out Lennon's birth story video too if you would like to. That will be posted today on my Instagram. Um, so there you have it. That's the story of Lennon. Lennon Joy. Uh, I promise that this podcast is not going to turn into a mommy blogger podcast, <laughs> um, but I will be sharing things about her from here on out because she is the biggest part of my life now. So um, stay tuned. Love you guys so much. I'm so happy to be back and looking forward to seeing you in the next coming weeks. So love you lots. Bye-bye. I will see you next Wednesday.